You're listening to Faith FM. <laughs> the Breakfast Show with Blake and Monica. We are about to dive into some text messages because we got a whole bunch of text messages. But before we do that, we're going to do the quiz. And before we do the quiz, we're going to tell our listeners my <laughs> little checklist here that if you want to do the quiz, just state it or star it if you don't want the prize. If you're just in it for the clout, for the rewards of doing a job well done. Mm. Also, connect with us on media platforms. Check us out on our app. Do we, did you know we actually have an app? I down, I downloaded it last time you told me about it, and I went to use it this morning. Thank you. I'm glad that you did. Also, is that, is that how you listen to it on the way to radio? Well, I'm not going to lie. I was attempting to line it up while I was driving, <laughs> and then it was asking me questions, and I was like, I can't handle this, and so I just went back to tuning app. <laughs> and that's fine. That's another way to do it as well, too. We also have the website. Uh, we also have Facebook, and we have Instagram. So connect with us on all our media platforms. Let us know that you're listening let us know what you want to hear as well, too. Uh, would love to get some listener feedback on that. I know that we have some people in America listening. I just got a text message as well, too. So shout out to my boy, Eli. And uh, also, we got a whole bunch of text messages, but I got to do the quiz first. I keep getting told. Okay, so next clue. What creature am I? David killed this creature and the lion with his bare hands. He did it with his bare hands, <laughs> which is surprising. You'd think he'd use his human hands, but okay. no, he did it with his bare hands. I thought that was a clue. It is a clue. David killed this creature and the lion with his bare hands. This creature and the lion with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Not his human hands. <laughs> his bare hands. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Give us a call, 0491064669, or just text us to the same number, uh, and you can be in the... Running to win the prize, uh, that is the No, We Don't Only Just Eat Carrots cookbook. Yeah, that's right. And that's uh, worth only 200 points now. We're down to 200 points, and the next one is only worth 100 points. Mm -hmm. All right. We hear some text messages. Sherry texts Happy Wednesday, Blake and Monica. Late note. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a late note? (laughs) No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone will be in detention. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> That's fine. Do right it by yourself. <laughs> um, dang. She's got <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> uh, she also says, I'm happy to say I have not seen any Harry and Meghan shows. Yeah, same. Yeah, power move over right it. there. Me too. I actually haven't either, to be honest. Uh, I see their face everywhere. The little... Uh, are we allowed to say ginger? Is that like a normal thing? I don't know anymore. I don't know what we're allowed to say anymore. <laughs> the individual with red hair uh, coming from the region of Sussex, who was formerly the Duke. Uh, and also the, uh, is she she's African-American, yeah? I, I think, think so. so, yeah. I think she's African-American as well, too. Uh, Meghan Markle. We got another text here. Australian Republic, question mark? Nowadays, anything is possible, but at last time, uh, oh, but the last time this happened, we had a referendum. It was a total flop. Yeah, true. Let's not, uh, let us not our emotions, I guess, let us not allow our emotions to take control of world reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who runs it? Politicians are selected by the money cash bag uh, emoji and the little money that has wings. I love that emoji. Mm-hmm. And the whole world will worship the beast. Do you see a republic in there? 
nope and a whole bunch of emojis after that as well too interesting stuff sherry texts us as well uh by the way sherry you got the answer right i just wanted to let you know freco you also got the answer correctly as well too but sherry also texts uh happy to announce i actually canceled netflix a year ago good on you sherry nice Good work. Nice. You know, a lot, there's a lot of other things to do in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, good on you. Uh, we got another text here. Exo Muscle. Mm. What a wonderful invention. Amen. Real blessing to those who need it. Amen. Yeah, that, that was a cool story, actually. Janelle, you got the answer right. Jake, you got the answer correct. Uh, here's another text message. Protection of threatened animal species. That's great. Too bad that they don't have the same attitude towards... Wow, heavy text messages attitude towards humankind who are creating the image of god mm, in fact point. what they're planning on doing is the depopulation of the world sad face world emoji little paint purple guy with the horns emoji very sad that's true i mean we do see that actually that we've come to a place where animal lives are more important than oh, human yeah. lives yeah absolutely which is really unfortunate and unbiblical on so many very, levels very. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, Sky, guess what? You got the answer correct. But also, she says, unless you're in California, they jump into your pool. Ooh, talking about... The answer? The answer. And that is true. That is true. In fact, the answer and I have a big history. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. It's a little bit wild. (laughs) Uh, I can't read that one, Jake, but yes. That's correct. Now I want to know what it is. I'll uh, tell me later. I'll have to tell you another time because it has the answer in it. Okay, gotcha. So I can't, I can't. Uh, Sky says, oh, talking about sleep issues, I'm guilty as with sleep issues as well too. Sherry says, uh, before sleep every night, I recite Psalms chapter, Psalm chapter 4, verse 8. Always brings me a good night's sleep. Bless the Lord. Can you look that up for us? Yeah, I'm literally just reading How about you look for that up for yeah. us for sure? Here's another one. My son told me, uh, this is from Sky, uh, last week he said, Mom, I just had a funny dream. Quote, I was at Flip Out, which is like a little jumping place thing, and the guinea pigs were with me, <laughs> jumping on the trampolines, I assume. And But instead of the pit being filled with sponges, it was filled with leaves. That sounds like an awesome dream. Yeah. Uh, pigs, sign me up. And trampolines. Sign me Psalms up. Psalms 4 verse 8 says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Ooh. That's nice. I love that. I'm screenshotting that. Good stuff. Uh, James, unfortunately, got the answer wrong, my man. You want to give that another shot? But you, you got that one wrong, so you don't get those points on there, unfortunately. Jennifer uh, and sleep issues. I know of friends who did not sleep for three days and end up in a psychiatric hospital out of it. Mm. Wow. I believe it. It took weeks or months to get back to normal. Do everything possible and take whatever it takes to get some sleep. Yeah. Obviously, some people can take not sleeping better than others, but sooner or later, it will physically and Mm -hmm. mentally affect you. Only God can give us the peace we need for a good sleep. Smiley face emoji with the little... I don't know, rosy red cheeks, prayer hands, and a palm tree? I'm loving that. I love that, actually. Uh, Karen, you got the answer correctly. Uh, Here's another text message. When I wake up earlier than usual and can't go back to sleep, I just have a great conversation with God, which recharges my batteries to last me for the rest of the day. That's that's a really good point, actually. I appreciate that. Uh, Bruce and Liz, you got the answer correct. And Tracy, 
you also got the answer correct. I am I am quite interested just to see people's thoughts on that whole Australian Republic idea. Mm. I, I'm at the beginning of the show. I was all for it. Yeah. I was, uh, but then the idea of writing a constitution in 2023, mm-hmm. I'm like. Bring King Charles back. Let's do yeah. this. Let's let's run this for another one. Because like, at least some of those common laws were written at a time when there was common sense when available knew to what a woman was. the population. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's just like crazy the world that we live in now. And what if I, I, I would taught- be frightened to write a constitution right now. What What if I said that if we became a republic? I would personally run for the presidency. Would you then change your mind so that you could vote for me? <laughs> Definitely want to stay with King Charles. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> moving okay, <harsh>. forward. <laughs> you don't think I could run this country? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I didn't. I want to be clear that we have a record. I did not say one way or the other. I just said I'm sticking with no King answer, Charles. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I want to be very clear. Uh, do not <laughs> hold that against me in the future. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Let's uh, let's get into our Bible study for the day. We've been talking about tithe. We've been yes. talking about. Uh, we've been talking stewardship. about stewardship mm-hmm. offerings uh, and bringing money into the storehouse of God, and that's. The title of today's lesson as well, Where is the Storehouse? We're doing the 20 Million Movement Bible Study. It's happening all around the world. 20 million people are joining in all the same time. You can make it 20 million and one if you want to join us every morning here on Faith FM. And uh, I think that's pretty exciting. We are... uh, We're about to go into Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. You know, I was discussing yesterday with someone the importance of stewardship and how how greatly this biblical principle affects your life. And uh, and then I actually I, I actually do have Netflix. I'm sorry, I haven't cancelled my account yet. But um, I saw something that really disturbed me and that really highlighted the importance of stewardship. And it was a, I don't know if you've seen the documentary that's just come out called Generation Wealth. And it's by oh. an anthropologist, a lady um, who does filmmaking and photography. And for, for her, almost her entire career, she's had her lens focused. I mean, not on like tribes out in the wild, but like on wealthy uh, first world country, Western countries for, for like, decades now and so she made a body of work and called made it a documentary called generation wealth and one of the and it follows multiple people not just people who are wealthy but people who have spent a lot of money on luxury items regardless of what their income was and one of the stories that she followed was this woman who um had spent an obscene amount of money on getting plastic cosmetic plastic surgery she actually she was a bus driver a single mum. Um, raising two kids, you know, was in no ways uh, wealthy and she flew to Brazil and was going to get one procedure but ended up talking herself into getting a whole like, whole body and everything done. <clears throat> and she says, she says to the camera, I decided this was a good move as a mother 
because I wanted to sh- give the example that if you are unhappy with something, you should work on it until you are happy, even if that is your looks. And so she thought she was giving a great example to her kids. <clears throat> so she gets surgeries, multiple surgeries. She can't afford the ones that she wants. So she takes out a loan and she, she borrows money from her parents just to pay for, for these plastic surgeries. She comes back to us to uh, America. She was living in America and starts to default on the loans because she's, they're just so high. And even though they interviewed her 20 years later, she said she will probably still have that debt to the day she dies. And, um, and it, and it kind of, and she ended up losing her home, living in a car with two little kids. The state ended up taking her children away because they were like, you're, you're not, you're clearly making bad decisions if you're spending money on public surgery and not being able to provide basic essential survive, you know, shelter, food, clothing for your children. And so they ended up taking away her kids and her kids went into the foster system and, um, and her, for da- plastic surgery, for plastic surgery and her daughter, um, you know, it messed her daughter up to the point where her daughter took a knife and carved the word dead into her own forehead. Um, and then not too long after also killed herself. And, uh, and this so, is terrible. And so, and it made me realize this, this came down to you know, the mother's choice of how she spent her money. Her mother's choice of stewardship was such a loud communication to the children. That's what it ended up being. It, it ended up communicating to her kids. My looks are more important than your safety. That like I, I care more about my nose and my you know my breasts and my chin and my neck than I do about whether or not I can provide a home for you, a bed for you, breakfast for you. Um, and can you imagine as a child like not being told those words, but being shown that through actions and then being taken away from your own mother? So it made me realize. That stewardship is actually so much more important because you know what we do with our money is one of the loudest things we do. Ooh, yeah. What a quote! What we do with our money is one of the loudest things we do. Do you have uh, Malachi chapter three verse ten for us here in just a minute? I'm getting there. Awesome. A little sidetrack with that story. I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I need to share that on radio. Actually, how about this? Can you go to Deuteronomy 12, 5 to 14? And I will go to Malachi 3, because I have it right here anyway. So the Bible says, Malachi 3, verse 10, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Beautiful. Okay. So the Bible is saying right here, bring all the tithes Mm. into the storehouse. Now, specific directions are not actually given in the text, like where is this storehouse, quote unquote. Uh, But it is evident that God's people knew what he meant by the word storehouse. God does not include in his directions, or he does include in the directions that there may be food in my house. So his people understood that God's house initially was the sanctuary. The elaborate tent that was built by specific direction given to Moses at Mount Sinai. And then later, when Israel lived in the promised land, which is like the center location, uh, was first in Shiloh and then more permanently at the temple in Jerusalem. So now what I want us to do is read Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 5 to 14. And essentially, let's try to find out what principles we can take from these verses for ourselves Today, so Deuteronomy twelve 
verse 5 to 14. Rather, you must seek the Lord your God at the place of worship he will choose from among all the tribes, the place where his name will be honored. There you will bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, your voluntary offerings, and your offerings of the firstborn animals of your herds and flocks. There you and your families will feast in the presence of the Lord your God, and you will rejoice in all you have accomplished because the Lord your God has blessed you. Your pattern of worship will change. Today all of you are doing as you please because you have not yet arrived at the place of rest, the land your Lord, the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession. But you will soon cross the Jordan River <clears throat> excuse me, and live in the land your, the Lord your God is giving you. When he gives you rest from all your enemies and you're living safely in the land, you must bring everything I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, and your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. You must celebrate there in the presence of the Lord your God with your sons and daughters and all your servants. And remember to include the Levites who live in your towns, for they will receive no allotment of land among you. Be careful not to sacrifice your burnt offerings just anywhere you like. You may do so only at the place the Lord will choose within one of your tribal territories. There you must offer your burnt offerings and do everything I command you. So if they wanted to, could they have gone to Hawaii? <laughs> no. Well, also because they probably didn't have the technology to get there. But Probably didn't know Hawaii existed. Yeah, <laughs> truly. But it's very specific. God says, no, no, no. You need to go to this place to do this thing and bring your money to there. Yep. And the purpose was to basically house the Levites yeah, and to feed them and to care for them because the Levites were a tribe in the 12 tribes of Israel that did not receive a land allotment. Now, land equaled money. Every time I see passages like this in the Bible where there's a lot of instruction, it just reminds me that God was creating order in a, in a pocket of chaos. So, oh, for sure. For, for good reason. So this was for the Levites. And the Levites were there, and they were the Levites were the priests. They were the ones who took care of the sanctuary, of the storehouse, of the church, of the temple. It was their responsibility to do that with their lives. And because of that, all the other people who were wealthy land barons, they were farmers, agriculturalists, they uh, had sheep and goats and probably cattle as well as horses and donkeys. I don't know about horses, actually, but they definitely had donkeys uh, and camels. All the, all the opulence that the land brings with it, they could have all that money, but the Levites weren't given that. They weren't given land. And so the Levites had to make their living by relying on the nation of Israel to provide for them the wealth that they needed to to live and the finance, the financial support that they needed to live. So it's important that we remember that we don't just pay our tithe wherever we feel like it. Mm. Right. So the reason I'm saying that is because that's how the Levites survive. This mm-hmm. is how the ministerial team lives is by the, the collective community family of God paying their tithes, uh, and offerings can be made as well too, but ties, that's the purpose, one of the purposes of it as well too. So as members of God's family, we, we need to understand and, and practice God's will, which he clearly points out and states regarding what we do with our tithe. 
So in the past, the biblical narrative, you know, there are three times each year during Passover, uh, Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacles, they would gather and they would travel to Jerusalem. They would bring their tithes and offerings personally to praise and to worship God. And then all the Levites, they then distributed the tithe to their brethren all over the land of Israel, which is all in harmony with the biblical central storehouse principle. So as a church, we have, and, and as uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church as well, too, which is uh, Faith of is a part of as well. Uh, we have local conferences, missions, unions, divisions, uh, the big general conference, all where the tithe goes to help the mission of God's people all around the world. This is Hannah Kerr, same God on Faith FM. The same God who makes the planet spin Tells the tide when it should rise Put the color in my eyes The same God who makes the seasons change Knows the number of the stars Every secret in my heart All my doubts All my questions In every fear I have about what might happen You're the same God You're with me in the Say 
You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Monica, and we are on our final clue for the quiz. <clears throat> when Elisha cursed some youths who were mocking him, two of these creatures came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. Do you know what they were cursing him for? No. They were like, hey, bald head. Hey, baldy. And then he was like, what did you say? What did you say to me? You're looking at me or you're talking to me? And, so, and then and these the animals come out and mauled them. Must be a lot of them because they mauled 42 of them, which is a lot. Yeah. I don't know if that means they killed them or just mauled them up. Yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm just a little bit scared because I just realized you're bald. Yeah, be I've careful. Never, I've never teased you about it. I'm not going to start now. <laughs> Unless you've got some of these like hanging out in the back somewhere. It's going to come and get me. All right. When Elisha cursed some youths who were mocking him, two of these creatures came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the mocking youths. 0491 If I had two pets of these, I'd call them Rocco and Jocko. I'd be like, Rocco, Jocko. <laughs> I love They're it. making fun of my bald head. <laughs> get him. Maul him. Sick him. Sick him. <laughs> so... Yeah, you know, do you know what that means? That word sikkim? No. To seek, to hunt and destroy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so it's like a very specific, like, mm. like command for dogs. Okay. I've always wondered. But we're not talking about dogs today. Mm-hmm. But Rocco and Jocko are ready to rock. Uh, <laughs> they are, uh, yeah, these animals are big animals as well, too. Yeah. We'll give you the answer next. As well, too. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, yeah, next up, the answer for the quiz. Uh, but before we get there, we're going to talk a little bit more about the purpose of tithing. Now, before we do that, I do want to say, I think it's really cool that, you know, the church that we're a part of, uh, that is all around the world, has hospitals and schools yeah. and yep. missionary birthing uh, centers. And, and, and conference offices and, with radio studios. You can broadcast <laughs> yes. breakfast shows from. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really, it's uh, honestly, it's, uh, it's because of the faithfulness of God's people that have provided uh, the continual uh, flow of finances. And we, when everyone gives a little bit together, we all collectively can do so much, mm. so much more. And I think there's this principle of like, if everyone is faithful in returning their tithe, there will never be like money shortages for the work of the gospel to go on. I've talked to a number of my friends who, who don't tithe. Okay. Yeah. They don't tithe because they don't, they're like, ah, we don't believe in the church. Like we're, we don't uh, think the church is going to do the, what's best with our money. Okay. And an understandable argument, but not necessarily correct. Right. And my argument would be like, well, you know, the church that you're at, uh, Raymond Terrace up there, RTM Church, and the op shop that you work at, that only existed because of people who were faithful paying their tithe. Mm, yeah. like it, it would not be there otherwise. Like it wouldn't exist. And so you may not agree with everything that a church does or what they do with their money, but like that's not your role. Yeah. Our role is to be faithful and to return that 10% to the Lord. And then that's between the church and the Lord. Yeah. Right? Now, it's an exercise in faith. You need to have faith that God will, you know, and even if there are people who are abusing that power, it's still not your role to play God and interfere on that side of things. 
it's very important let for not, us. Let not their sin, you know, cause you to stumble. So just, you know, keep being faithful. It's very important for us to say, look, Lord, I'm going to return my tithe because you have asked me to do so. Mm. And I may not agree with everything that happens or takes place because we're in a, we're in the world. Like humans are yeah. humans yeah. and, and there's brokenness that happens. Mm-hmm. But overall, I would say that the tithe for the church has done such good things in this world. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just it's changed people's lives. I remember one time I was in Papua New Guinea before we get into this next part here. I went to Papua New Guinea and we flew in. We flew all our materials in. This is a place called Tumobile, which means, uh, I think it means the stone people or uh, people of the stone, right? Mm-hmm. So these are tough, tough people, but the town is called Tumobile. It was on the border of Indonesia. Uh, so where Papua New Guinea and, and Indonesia actually meet, or what they call West Papua. And we're right on the border. Uh, I think I walked into Indonesia one time as well, too. I walked across the river, and I was like, I'm in Indonesia. <laughs> and I walked back across. Uh, middle of nowhere is an eight-day walk to the nearest road. To the nearest road. Wow. It's an eight-day walk. I just want to point that out. And then it's like multiple like hours drive to get to anywhere with anything. Mm-hmm. So we're there and we're building a birthing center. While we're building a birthing center, and like you're thinking, birthing center, why are you building a birthing center? Well, while we're there, and this image is scarred and <laughs> seared into my mind, a woman gave birth to a child on the veranda of the birthing center that we were building because there was nowhere else to have a child. Oh, wow. So that's still burned into my mind. She has a baby on the veranda. And it was, it was a lot. It was just a lot for me to process. Do we need to get Jennifer back on the phone? <laughs> it was a lot. And uh, she strapped this little baby on her back and went out and gardened for potatoes. Oh, wow. The same day. Just wow. boom. Baby, cut the umbilical cord, wrap it up, go back to the potato farming. Wow. And I was... I, I don't know if I was impressed or shamed mm. at how weak I am as a human. <laughs> but when I was I just saw it all. Definitely scarred a little bit, I have to admit. Uh, and when I saw that happening, I was like, wow. Like, these people are strong, but also we really need to finish this birthing center so mm. that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, so, and all of that happened because people were paying their tithe. Yep. Like, the... This is the the purpose of this is when we put our money back into the storehouse collectively together, we can make a big difference. Now, the purpose of tithe, we have a few verses here. Can you read for us Leviticus 27 verse 30? One tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. Beautiful. And Numbers 18 verse 21. I'm on the wrong page. That's all right. 18, well, how about you read 18.24 and I'll read 18.21. So this is Numbers 18, verse 21. Behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform, the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And then you read verse 24. Because I have given them the Israelites' tithe, which has been presented as sacred offerings to the Lord, this will be the Levites' share. That is why I said they would receive no allotment of land amongst the Israelites. So what happens here is this money, the per, and we're going to get into this more tomorrow, but 
one of the purpose of tithe here is to pay for a group of people who are dedicated to full-time Levitical ministry, mm. to the care of the sanctuary, the tabernacle, the ministerial work of the priests, the Levites, the, the people who work in the church, right? Now, church today looks a lot different than it did you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. It's probably like 4,000 years ago. But still, even with that, the church that we have today it is funded by the tithe. We have uh, administrators, we have uh, church officials, we have pastors, we have Bible workers, we have uh, volunteers. And yes, even volunteers cost money. I know it makes no sense, but that's, that's a real thing. So the money that is used for the church uh, through tithe is to help the whole system continue to run so that we can focus all of our energy and our effort to full-time ministry and we are working together collectively while others work in the world to obtain the finances. And then 10% of those finances collectively come so that others can be focused on full-time ministry for the church. This is Callie Reed, Come Unto Christ. From what heaven feels like right here on Faith FM.
For your redemption draws near. Hi, this is Sharissa and Danny, your hosts for Looking Up. Join us every Wednesday between 3.30 and 5.30 for our live show. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Monica live from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. She is busy crocheting. I am busy watching her crochet (laughs) and trying to understand how it all works. And it makes no sense to me. But apparently we learned yesterday that crocheting is a very manly. It is. Uh, what's it called? Hobby? Yeah. There's actually, I actually purchased a gift, um, a book for Lyle one time called The Manly Art of Knitting. And on the front cover is literally a cowboy on his horse knitting as it trots along. Uh, can we go through the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> so much time back yes. there, but we just got to move on. What creature just am I? The answer is a bear. Bear. So Daniel had a vision of four great beasts. The second beast looked like a bear with three ribs in its mouth. Isaiah says that one day um, the wolf will live with the lamb and the cow will feed with the bear. Amos of the day the Lord will be like a man who fled a lion early to meet up with a bear. David killed a bear and a lion with his bare hands. A little extra clue in there. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> And Elijah cursed some youths who were mocking him, and two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. 42 of them. Mm. Okay, what are some lessons you learned from that? Number one, uh, don't make fun of bald people. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Just kiss their head and move forward. That's it. That's all you got to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, moving on. Uh, so, I have a really interesting history with bears. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my father was a bear hunting guide. Oh, really? You know that song, like, going on a bear hunt? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't catch a big one. Yeah, I don't even know that song. But, you know, I mean, I don't even know how to sing it, but that song, that was actually my childhood. Mm-hmm. I was hunting bears since I was in the womb. I went to my first bear tree when I was three years old. Because wow. the way you would hunt a bear is you'd chase them with dogs. Oh. And then they'd go up a tree, and then you'd shoot them with a bow or... Or a gun or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so when I was three years old, I went to my first bear tree. Uh, I think when I was, like, six, I carried my first, like, bear out of the woods wow. with my dad. Well, a part of a bear. You're like Davy Crockett. I literally was. I had a, a raccoon skin cap, which is really sad because raccoons are my favorite animal. They're really cool animals. I love them. So those that's how I was raised. And I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, when you're raised, you're a child in the mountains, you're like, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. And so, interesting fact as well, too, the current king of Saudi Arabia uh, went hunting with my dad when he was the prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. And he came, uh, he came all the way to Northern California, and we went on a big bear hunt, and I remember him as a little kid as well, too. He was only a prince then. Now he's the grown-up king, and he definitely does not remember me whatsoever. But <laughs> but I remember him <laughs> totally. And he had his whole like entourage, and they were wearing all their like cool like Saudi gear. Mm-hmm. And we went on a big bear hunt. But I do want to say, I don't know if I'm going to be killed for this if I ever go to Saudi Arabia. He didn't kill the bear. Oh, he just told everyone he killed the bear. He missed. Oh. And then my dad shot it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he was like, good shot. 
Because <laughs> my dad had this thing that it, he would like tell the hunters to when they were sh- going to shoot the bear or something. He would tell the hunters like, "Okay, we're going to count to three, and then but he would shoot the gun at the same time." Oh, that's so clever. Yeah, so that way he would. So there was two guns going guts, off at the yeah. same time, and guts, then they're yeah. like, "Oh, great shot!" Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people would come, they wouldn't know what they were doing, and then you'd just make a bear really mad, and then it gets really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my childhood growing up. Didn't know that was not normal, but apparently. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> it is not normal to track bears through the snow in the middle of winter with dogs. And now it's not safe for you to go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, that's true. So now I've been outed. Uh, if you know the king of Saudi Arabia, please say I forgive once, me. Um, I once dragged raced his son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Really? Really, yeah. On the French Riviera coming out of Monaco. It was just as a joke, but he took the bait. <laughs> I dragged raced him. He was... A Pajano or something? I can't remember what the what kind of like luxury sports car it was, and I was in my little V-Dub Golf. <laughs> Did you win? No, dude. He literally looked at me, laughed, because I was like taunting him. I was revving. <laughs> and he laughed and then just took off. <laughs> so this is the the so this is the prince of the once prince. Yeah, so I the took a current I took, king. I took a photograph of his license plate and I looked it up later <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh hello. Wow, who would have known we had such connections to Saudi Arabia? Right here on Faith FM. We're about to listen to Matt and Josie Manikis lead us faithfully. Right here. We are the sheep of your pasture. We are the children of your care. So lead us faithfully where we should go, Lord. We know not the way, Lord. So lead us faithfully where we should go. In green pastures, feed us, Lord. Still waters refresh our souls, lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We are the children of your care So lead us faithfully where we should go, Lord We know not the way, Lord So lead us faithfully where we should go i 
FM, we've come to the end of the show, the breakfast show. Help! I've been blessed. <laughs> That's the name of the book we're giving away. Okay. I was, I was actually suddenly startled. I thought maybe you'd like stab yourself with the, <laughs> the microphone. No, with the hook, with uh, the crochet. Oh, <laughs> no, I was no. like, oh no. That would be a very painful stabbing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the name of the book that we're giving away today is called Help, I've Been Blessed, How to Stop God's Blessings from Becoming Curses by Julian Archer. Uh, great guy, wonderful um, book. Give us a call. The first person through will get this entirely for free, uh, 0491064669. Jesus is knocking at the, our heart's door, but so often we can't even reach the door handle because of all the blessings we've piled up inside. In today's affluent world, it's faith versus finance, and nowhere is the battle more intense than deep inside our hearts. So wow. true. Julian Archer, the author, learned the hard way that when a person prospers, either God gains a partner or the person loses their soul. Come on a frighteningly honest, soul-bearing journey into a secret world of a successful Christian businessman. He's an outwardly blessed man with a sinister and secret struggle, an internal, an internal li- an eternal life and death battle to try and keep God's blessings from becoming f- curses. This isn't fiction. Help, I've been blessed. How to stop God's curses from becoming blessings, um, from becoming, sorry, how to stop God's blessings from becoming curses by Julian Archer. Wonderful book. First person three will get that. Big fan of the show. Yeah, great. Julian is just a guy, a great guy, great supporter. Uh, Again, text us or call us 0491064669. You can win that book, Help, I've Been Blessed by Julian Archer. I'm excited uh, to see who's going to win that. Mm. But until then, talk faith, live faith. Act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you.